0: Hello, you lot. Welcome to a bumper edition of Changes. This is very special. We're not really in the constraints of a series or a season here. We're just roaming free this one sole episode in that weird no man's land between Christmas and New Year's. What a weird time. I thought I would give you an opportunity to fill some of your time with a bit of an overview of 2021. We've never done this in Changes before, but it makes total sense to look at a year through the prism of change and to really zoom in on the stuff that's happened and not happened and changed for the better and for the worse. Before I tell you about the guest, I just wanted to tell you about something that I'm doing at the moment because I've got more time on my hands. I'm doing lots of writing, short form writing, essays, thoughts, uh, cultural recommendations, just articles in general. And I'm sending them out via newsletter to anyone who wants to read them. So, if you would like to sign up and read some articles, some thoughts and feedback and just, yeah, see what's in my head at the moment, then that would be fab. It's anniemacmanus.com. Go to that website, anniemacmanus.com, and you'll see a place to subscribe to my articles. The most recent one has been about the idea of stopping and slowing down to stop. So there's a kind of flurry, isn't there, pre-Christmas and then there's the stop and sometimes the stop doesn't feel great, especially if it involves reflection and looking back at a year that's given you reasons to feel stressed or you know confused or angry Uh, sometimes you don't want to do that so in this case, I thought it would be nice to look back at the year in a kind of light-hearted way. And the best person I could think of to do that was Lolly out of So Lolly is an actress and a comedian. She comes from South London. And you might have seen her in Ghosts, starring alongside Alan Partridge in This Time with Alan Partridge. She's broken through in the US in a big way. She acted in this series called Miracle Workers with Steve Buscemi and Daniel Radcliffe. And most recently, in an excellent series called Shrill which is based in Portland and is very contemporary and irreverent and fun it's all about kind of sex and relationships and you know employment and just what life is like for people in their 20s in portland now in 2021 and i really really enjoyed it i had to say so if you want some escapism over christmas go and check out shrill we recorded the conversation last week in that frenzy before christmas which is why you will hear the sounds of a hoover Right outside my office door for a lot of the conversation, and also my kids having tantrums and yelling. Um, we kicked off the conversation, wondering whether or not we were about to head into yet another lockdown. So let's begin. Enter the podcast, Lolly Fope. When me and producer Frank tried to look back at this year, the first thing was trying to figure out where last year ended and this year started.
1: Yeah, totally. I think this is one big year, really
0: mad isn't it it's like the last two years molded into one but Mm. what was interesting is looking at where we are now which is the end of the year obviously looking back at the year with the threat of lockdown ahead by this Mm -hmm. by the time this goes out it might have already locked down Mm. um sorry someone's hoovering outside which is why there's a there's a sound (laughs) if you can hear it the in-laws are arriving today so we need to have the house clean um (laughs) But yeah, so we have Omicron, a brand new word in our vocabulary. Yeah, we wow, have no lockdown. Crimbo. But it's the mirror image of the start of the year.
1: Yeah, totally. But everyone's kind of much more over it, I think.
0: Mm. <laughs> like it's been. When was the first lockdown? It was kind of March, twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so that,
1: that was like. I, I think I, I just finished filming something, and we had to we had to like finish like a day earlier. But I've been filming for like six months, yeah. and so I was kind of like, "This is great!" Like. I finally yeah. get a break the break that I've wanted for ages yeah. and then slowly realize that it wasn't like a 2 week break it was, it was like yeah, a 2 year break an infinite
0: <laughs> never ending break um, yeah. I'm interested in like how lockdown will affect us as you know a generation and like mm. is it going to change us irrevocably like these 2 years like already it's normalized isn't it Just the idea of of just having to not leave the house, not, you know, the acceptance levels. Well, I guess there's two extremes isn't there because there's people who are way more vehemently against it. But then Mm. the people who are for it are so much more accepting and just kind of like, all right, then I guess we're not going to see anyone and we're just going to stay in again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because it's it's like hard to say or like it's hard for me to say, let's not have a lockdown because it's kind of like, what is the alternative that we all just like the numbers just keep going up and we don't do anything about it. That just seems kind of irresponsible. Yeah. Um, but then I do remember, like, when we kind of came out of lockdown, like, the numerous times that it's happened, like, everyone feeling that kind of, like, anxiety of going back to normal life and mm. that kind of, like, unspoken feeling of, like, why am I so stressed about the idea of seeing my friends again? And how why have I forgotten how to socialise? Mm. Um, and I think, like, the more... Like, the more time we spend at home the further we get from knowing all of that stuff and knowing how to like interact with people. Um, And we kind of just start to accept that that is just how life is, which is kind of a shame. Like it was nice when we all knew how to talk to each other at parties. and (laughs) Yeah, and you just took it for granted, didn't
0: you? Because (laughs) Boris said just before Christmas, he said you know, you should only be socializing when necessary. So there's this idea now of like, what is necessary yeah, socializing and what is unnecessary socializing? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like essential shopping, like essential yeah. socializing. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Like I have to essential kind of rape my friends. As to, it's, <laughs> yeah, like, like, yeah. it's like the top six on MySpace again. Like, yeah, yeah. Who's important? Who, who can I just leave to march? Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. Who's an acquaintance who, like, is going to fall by the wayside? Right. Um, And I saw this article yesterday that was about how lots of, like, Gen Z and millennials, like, way more of them are getting relationship therapy and, like, relationship counselling now, and they're kind of attributing it to young people aren't going to parties as much and aren't socialising as much, so if they're in a relationship, they kind of want to keep a relationship, whereas... Like before they might have right. broken up with their partner, but now people are really like holding on to that person in their life, which just seems crazy that like life is kind of so stagnant that people really have to be like, well, we're going to make this work. <laughs> we have no choice.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like everything's at stake here because if yeah, if you're yeah. not my boyfriend, then I won't, I'll literally be sat in my flat on my own. Because, yeah,
1: exactly. Oh my God,
0: because it's like mm. social bubbles and oh my god it's mad okay so that's lockdown it's something that's part of our lives now god knows how it's Mm. going to affect us we'll probably find out in about 10 years yeah (laughs) um but also at the beginning of this year was a huge political moment that we were able to kind of watch because we were all locked down Uh, and like Mm. everyone was proper zoomed in on 20th of january the end of the donald trump era and the beginning of the biden wow do you remember where you were
1: I can't remember where I was actually for when it actually happened. But I remember where I was when they announced that Joe Biden had won in November Um, because I was in Portland and like Portland has had a lot of trouble in the last few years for like rioting and like the Proud Boys um, and like the clash of um, Antifa and Mm. the far right and so we all... Because I was filming Shrill and they they sent, like, an email around saying, like, avoid these areas because there might be, like, trouble this evening because nobody really knew. It was that week where it had, like, been stretched out for so long because mm. they kept asking to recount and everything. And then it was, like, a Saturday morning when they finally announced that they were, gonna, like, going to stop recounting and uh, mm. Trump had lost. And I just remember, like, hearing loads of, like, cars going past honking their horns and people playing celebration out of their cars. Um, And then like we all went to meet in a park to celebrate and there was a double rainbow in Portland. And we were like, this, I mean, obviously, (laughs) I mean, I think it's a sign, but also you could argue that like if Donald Trump had won and there was a uh, a double rainbow, you'd get like far right people being like, this is a sign. (laughs) Um, But it really felt like, this is crazy. Like it was raining, it was really miserable. And then the double rainbow came out and it was like, gorgeous sunshine and mm. we were all like finally mm. and I, I remember getting in like a lot of ubers and like the uber driver saying like how are you today i kind of like with their eyes wide not knowing whether to which stay. way you're like, gonna go yeah wow. yeah wow. and i'd be like i'm really good and they'd be like okay great <laughs> <laughs> um, wow yeah a lot, a lot of people were probably really sad that day but yeah. i was yeah i was on top of on top of the world
0: and and from over here i remember seeing like loads of videos on social media of like of those parties that you were talking about yeah, and just yeah. like people going crazy in parks and like the streets and just honking of horns and people yeah, on top yeah. of cars and it just looked I just looked like such a moment in history
1: yeah I think also because it's kind of nice that it had been stretched out for so long because it was like such a release that everyone could finally celebrate it whereas in the week nobody wanted to like call it too early mm. or like get too excited about something that might not happen but mm. Yeah, there's something like quite magical about that. It was like waking up on a Saturday morning and like finally it's over.
0: And talking of Biden, it's a fucking tough job taking over. But one of the things he's had to do and he's been very vocal about is Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook and vaccine misinformation. So he's like gone publicly at Mark Zuckerberg saying that he, you know, he's being irresponsible spreading misinformation on on Facebook about vaccines. Mm -hmm. Which leads me, Lolly, <laughs> to the Metaverse. Wow. Da, da, da. <laughs> now, I've been studying the Metaverse in, 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 in preparation for this conversation with you because I realised I know nothing about it. Yeah, me neither. It's kind of blown my mind. Will I give you a quote? Please, This yeah. is what Mark Zuckerberg says. He says, you can think about the Metaverse as an embodied internet where instead of just viewing content, you are in it. And you feel present with other people as if you were in other places having different experiences that you couldn't necessarily do on a 2D app or web page, like dancing, for example, or different types of fitness. So it's all to do with virtual reality, the idea of 2D becoming 3D sure, um, and this kind of augmented reality that sits on top of your reality. So, you know, the way they're talking about smart glasses and, you know. Wow, right. So you kind of put on a pair of glasses and everything you see has this kind of augmented layer where you can dive in and do different things. And that's where NFTs come in because now Mm -hmm. digital identity is becoming more important to people than physical identity. So you have your avatar, right, Mm -hmm. on your metaverse and you can now buy Gucci handbags for your avatar. And the Gucci handbags are selling for more on the metaverse than they are in real life. Wow. You have your NFTs where you can buy art for the wall in your house in the metaverse. It's just blowing my oh mind. <laughs> thank you, Mark. Thank yeah, you thank so you much. for that, Mark.
1: <laughs> I, I'm talking about it like a grand because I don't really get it. <laughs> but It's one of those things where I'm like, I'm so resistant to it. But yeah, are we boomers? Like, are we being like instagram is bad like is it that kind of thing or is it because it feels like it's happening and it's it's like so inevitable that there's no point almost in resisting it exactly
0: like you know um, my friend has a daughter and she's you know memojis, right yeah yeah so your emojis that move and look exactly like you and they're modeled on your face so she has memoji that she buys stuff for so it's kind of like dressing a doll of herself. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. buys little shoes for it and like a like a bag and a cool cap and some sunglasses and like that. Wow. So that's the very kind of base version.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of that. I I can imagine being tempted to do that. To
0: right, yeah. If, if if you're like a kid
1: or yeah. maybe if you're an adult, like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you're a kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you spend a lot of time online? I think I do, but I've definitely like, maybe the last year or so, tried to, not even be on it less, but just kind of post less and, right. like, make it less of my identity. Because um, I think, like, for, like, years, when I first got Twitter, maybe, like, ten years ago, it was, like, how I wrote jokes and how I, like, met comedians and it just, like, when Twitter was kind of, like, quite pure and it just kind of was, like, a place where people, like, posted jokes, um, it, it felt, like, so important to my at the beginning of my career, um, and I think I probably couldn't imagine not ever being on Twitter, and I think in the last year, like, I'm still on it, but I just think of it as just, like, a thing that I use sometimes, rather than this thing that's, like, intrinsically linked to my sense of humour and who I am, because it, like, has just become kind of awful and dark, and, like, I just noticed that the, the, every time I was on it, I felt bad, (laughs) and so I was like, this isn't normal, um, But yeah, I think I've just tried to like not have complete FOMO and completely get off it because I think I'm not quite ready yet to completely get off social media. But just kind of slowly remove myself from it so that it feels just like a thing that exists rather than my whole world. Yeah,
0: that's very, very sensible and mature.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Um, My husband has just got this app on his phone called the Freedom app. Okay. which basically restricts you from it, it means freedom from social media so oh, wow. it's all very ironic and meta in itself <laughs> that you have to get an app in order to get yeah. freedom from social media from other apps but yeah so it, it kind of limits you to you know one or two hours a day and you set those hours and you literally just mm-hmm. cannot get into those apps apart from those two hours a day
1: and he so you can't switch it off you
0: probably can just delete the app <laughs> but maybe it's quite complicated well, yeah, I guess you can just delete the app. Because I tried to do just
1: that with delete, screen time. Yeah, just
0: yeah. <laughs> I know. I've got the screen time too. It's just another
1: button I have to press to, like. Yeah, to, yeah. No, no, no. Like, yeah. No, um, I need it. I actually need to go on Instagram. Yeah. Now. But I guess if you get to a point where you downloaded an app, you used it for a bit, and then you deleted the app, maybe that enough is enough to tell you, like, okay, there's a problem here.
0: Yeah, but it's like smoking cigarettes. It just yeah. creeps back in. This is what I've noticed. Totally. Like I am a yeah. full grown woman. I am like educated. I'm not like stupid, I hope, too much anyway. <laughs> but like I can feel myself being sucked in. Like, yeah, like T, totally. said, T said the other day, he was like, you need to go on a 30 day detox with me in January <laughs> off social media, right? As if it was like bread or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't need to, babe. I'm fine. I don't have a problem. Mm. Like, literally talking like an addict. Totally. And he was like, listen to yourself. You yeah. are never off your phone.
1: So it's like, oh, my God. I, I, I think I, I've just sort of accepted it now. It's like, yeah, we're, we are all addicted. Like, yeah.
0: So, so, yeah. so what if you're, like, 16?
1: Yeah, and you have, like, no concept of what life was like before. Or, like, it's not even like we can point to the generation who haven't always been on social media. It's like we didn't necessarily have like a better life before social media. I think like some things were better and we probably like went outside more mm. and maybe saw our friends more. But like, I can imagine if I was 16 being like, so what What are you telling me that was better before? Like now I can Google anything in a second and I right. can learn anything like at the touch of a button. And like, why is that bad? Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, it's like in 10 years, we'll probably see the results of it. Um, but I have that with TikTok, like... I know it's bad but when I'm on it I'm just thinking wow I've learned something that I didn't know before mm, and wow mm. I'm I'm laughing at something that I hadn't seen and um wow I'd never knew that they did that in that country and that that was like this tradition that I had no idea about so I think I just have like a really short-term um appreciation <laughs> like and I'm kind of similar to like a 16 year old in that way where I'm just like well this seems great for now so yeah like Where are the negatives I can't see them well, At the moment th- that, that should
0: be the tagline For TikTok in general This seems yeah, great yeah. for now
1: Yeah like, Yeah yeah <laughs> TikTok like, should only know. exist For like five years Or something yeah. and They should just But it probably <laughs> only, only will Because people just Move yeah. on They evolve so fast Don't they Totally Yeah For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: So another thing that people are talking about with regards to 2021 is that it is the year of the great resignation. Now, I don't think that's going to go down in the history books, but what's, what that kind of signifies is that when a pandemic comes along, it means that anything can happen. The rug can be pulled from under you. So people become braver with their decisions. Um, they're like, fuck it, the world could end. So I'm just going to leave my job or I'm just going to move out of the city or I'm going to just get divorced because you know what? You do my head in and I've done my head in for the last 14 years or whatever. How have you found that aspect? Have,
1: do you relate to that? I think I probably sort of had that feeling maybe... Eight years ago, or something. But I, I, was like in a job that I hated, and I just remember one day thinking like, "Oh, this is it." Like, because like, when I was at university, I had like dreams of becoming an actor, or like becoming a comedian, and then I like did an office job straight after university, and still like had it in my head that maybe something else will happen, but it wasn't happening in the very beginning. And so I suddenly had a moment of being like, oh, "Okay, this is just the rest of my life. Like, I'm doing this now. It's not going to suddenly stop unless I make it stop." And so I think I just sort of had that realisation of like, there's no point in like doing something over and over again that's not making anyone else happy and it's definitely not making you happy. So I think the pandemic kind of reinforced the idea probably um, because luckily I am now doing the thing that I want to do. Yeah. But yeah, I think I was just more of a brat <laughs> <laughs> when I was like 23. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to do this actually. Um, can I not do this yeah. and nobody, that, I think that's what I realised as well is that like you can just quit your job like yeah. nobody nobody's stopping you yeah. um, and because I was from London and my parents lived in London and so I could move back in with my parents I was very lucky in that regard yeah. um, but just sort of like yeah that realisation of like nobody's gonna stop you from quitting a job and also nobody's gonna tell you to do it um,
0: it's funny isn't it because you, you, you get the sense that quitting a job is some sort of failure
1: like, yeah, like yeah. if you like quit your job
0: that's not a you you kinda quit a job yeah
1: totally yeah, and then you just have the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's <Yeah>. completely legal.
0: <laughs> That's what I had with Radio One. I was like, well, yeah, I can't yeah. quit the job because it's a really totally. good job and I love this job. And everyone would, yeah. everyone would be like, well, why are you, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, just, yeah. It's time to go. Like, I just feel it. Mm. I feel it in my, who, who was it that was Sophie, my friend Sophie Hayward, who's also been on this mm. podcast. She's a writer. And she said, your soul was in revolt. <laughs> That's what was happening. Your soul wow. knew. Yeah, yeah. Like you were in the job. You knew yeah, deep you inside know, you know. that it wasn't yeah. okay. You had to go. And I think, yeah. I think, yeah, like when a pandemic comes along and suddenly, I mean, there's many contributions to, to a decision like that, but a lot of them will be like, didn't everyone say one of the big lines was like, you realise what's important.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: so you realise what you need, what on, what you need on the base level mm. in order to be happy and to thrive as yeah. a person. And it might be that. You realise you need to live on your own, or you need yeah, totally. you, you you don't want to live on your own. You want a partner, or you realise that all your life you've been mad into gardening, but you've had this other job, and you just want to do what you love, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and you don't have like enough strong reasons stopping you from doing the thing. You can't. You sometimes you just realise like, why haven't I done this? Like, yeah, this is so like within my grasp. Um, I was I was reading this. It was like a Dolly Alderton asked Dolly article we love that and someone love mm. it so much love her um and someone i think it was like a girl who wanted to break up with her boyfriend but was scared and like was worried about the ramifications and in dolly's advice she was like if you could press a button and make it happen and and, and then you've just done it would you do it and i think that's like so, so applicable to so many things like it's the right if you it's could, the like, right measure yeah yeah because all of the other stuff is kind of surrounding it like you're going to have to go through it. Like you will get through it Mm. and it will come to pass and like, it will get easier. But just like making that decision in the first place is so hard. But if you could, yeah, I just feel like it's so applicable to like jobs and so many things.
0: So 2021, the year of the great resignation. Maybe if you're listening, you can relate to that. Let us know if you've made like a big kind of U-turn decision. If you've done like a three point turn on anything in your life, I feel like so many people have done that. Mm. Um, Now, let's talk about the vaccine, Lolly. 2021, the year of the vaccine. Um, I was again talking to Frank, the producer, about this beforehand. And I was explaining the difference in how I felt when I got my first vaccine to how I got when I got my booster, how I felt when I got my booster last week. So when I got the first vaccine, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. This is an achievement we've got here. Like, this is it. This is the end. Like, this is amazing. I'm doing this amazing, like altruistic thing where I'm, you know, contributing and helping everyone and not get sick. And, and then the booster last week was like, how long are we going to have to do <laughs> these vaccines for? Like it was an inconvenience. Obviously yeah, yeah. I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was an inconvenience. Totally. Um, do you relate to that? And, and you, how, how has your journey with vaccines been? If you've had one, I don't want to presume. Um yeah imagine if I was like no way. Um
1: <laughs> well I think a lot of people you know do have those those No places. I know yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so I had the, I had the first one. I think I felt the same. I felt like I'm doing my bit. I'm a hero <laughs> in this country. Um Look at my halo. <laughs> yeah yeah. And the second one the second one I had a broken ankle so I was on a wheelchair and so I think I felt really like Oh, Even more of really, a hero. Really, like, <laughs> yeah. martyrdom
0: and heroic, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I haven't had my booster because I had COVID, so right. I don't have you to, have to, to wait, wait to get my booster. Um, but I think I'll feel the same. <laughs>
0: I mean, I, we should talk about COVID because we've talked about everything else, but, like, it is the year that everyone got COVID. And it, especially at the end of this year, it really, like, it really felt like all the... Or, or everything that we'd been talking about and seeing about in the news and looking at the stats and the numbers and this kind of feeling, in terms of everyone getting it, had finally arrived. Like mm. even the first time round, I know a lot of people got it, but just in my own personal experience, not not that many people in my, in my like circle or, or family or whatever got it. Yeah. And then this too. time it was like, yeah, literally every like in every WhatsApp. Totally. Like I went yeah, to yeah. cinema to see Home Alone with the kids and came out. The four social engagements that I had
1: between now and Christmas were all individually cancelled by people yeah, who had COVID. Yeah. I was like, whoa. It sort of did seem like Omicron has been kind of kind and it's sort of got everyone in that week where they would still be fine for Christmas. Like, Obviously, yeah. some people are still getting it now, but mm. the, the point where all of my friends were getting it was like those last few days where it was like, okay, well, if, you, if we isolate today, yeah. then we'll be fine by the 22nd or the 23rd. Yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of people were kind of just sort of wanting to get it at that point because yeah. the like fear of waiting and it happening on like the 22nd was mm, too scary. Yeah. yeah, You just made me wonder if Omicron was
0: like a person, what kind of, what kind of person would Omicron be? Because you were like, Omicron's mm. kind.
1: I think Omicron is quite kind. Yeah. Omicron's milder. Yeah. Omicron's chill. <laughs> yeah. Omicron's like, just get it done, get your immunity and then have a lovely Christmas. Yeah. Whereas Whereas Delta, Delta Delta. doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Delta's a bitch. (laughs) Delta's ruthless. Yeah. Why do I think Delta's a a a she? Why do I think Delta's a she? Yeah. Girls can be really bitchy. (laughs) Delta's Delta's scheming. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's She's not a girl's girl. She's
0: thinking, how can I make this really annoying for you? Yeah, Whereas Omicron's like, ugh, guys... Just, just, if you Sorry just do it this. now, if we'll just yeah, get it done yeah. now, then it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me on to another very difficult question, Lolly. If 2021 mm. was an emoji, not a memoji, let's stick to the sure. old school.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? If, I think if, I think 2020 was the sort of scrunched up face that's like one of the eyes is kind of in pain. Yeah, And then I think 2021 is... I think it's my most used emoji, which is like the sort of two, like, two sort of swivels for eyes and then the like wobbly line for the mouth, where it's just like someone sort of crazed. Hang on, I want to have a look right now. Let me have a look.
0: (laughs) What what is the actual definition of that emoji? I love it. How
1: have I. I guess it's kind of like, what what the hell? (laughs) It reminds me of Mowgli in the Jungle Book, you know, when he's hypnotized by the snake. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like two snakes for eyes, yeah, and then a wavy line for the mouth. Kind of like two at symbols for eyes, almost. And what does um, this
0: emoji symbolize? Like, what,
1: what's, what are the feelings it conveys? I think it's kind of like numbness, almost. Like, yeah. twenty twenty was such a shock, and twenty 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 one is just like kind of succumbing to what's going on not yeah. really understanding it not really knowing when it's going to end but yeah. just being like I guess this is it like <laughs> <laughs> I guess we just continue like this this weird like limbo for the rest of our lives <laughs> and nobody really knows this I mean some people now? are like very very against it and some people are very for it but most people are just like what's happening
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay then we had the space race the billionaire space race yes what do you call him? Who runs Amazon? Matt Bezos. Be- no. Jeff Bezos. Thank you. Jeff Bezos <laughs> in his cowboy boots and his Stetson. Mm-hmm. And we had Elon Musk, whose relationship yes. with Grimes is something that I am completely obsessed with. It's, yeah. over. it's over now, but. So glad it's over. Just the idea of them being yeah. together. So, anyway, Elon and Jeff
1: mm.
0: um, did this big uh, thing where they were trying to get into space first. And it just felt ludicrously extravagant yep. totally. and extra and so base on a kind of phallic kind of mm. like, it's just like big Bro-y. rockets in the shape totally. of penises. Yeah, yeah. Charging up through the clouds. For obs- I've got the biggest rocket. Trillions of pounds. Yeah. There's fucking war and poverty and everything here. Mm. You go and do that crazy and then also the thing about them is that they didn't even really go that high like you just kind of go above the space line and then come straight back like you're only up in the air yeah. for 10
1: minutes so it's I not know, even like, like you're going to discover new territories it's like exactly and there are so many people who, like i guess they'll be like the first amongst their friends to have done it but it's like loads of people have been into space like right it just seems like such a pointless endeavor like you're not, you're not the first man on the moon like yeah it's been done
0: yeah <laughs> i know it's just Ridiculous. Anyway, wow. so that was that. I think, we, I think we can like safely leave that behind us. And <laughs> and then what else happened this year? The Euros happened. And that was significant yes. in terms of the timing because that was us coming out of a very miserable start of the year.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was at the start of the summer and the whole yeah. country seemed to become lost united. in it and united mm. in it. How did you find that? Are you into football? Did you watch any of the games?
1: Yeah, I watched it. I think it was sort of the first time, like I'm a Spurs fan, but I don't obsessively watch every game. Okay. Um, But I think it was probably the first time that I was actually like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, this is actually kind of cool football. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I did quite enjoy it. I think towards the end, the kind of fan like aggression and Mm. like there was like a part of me that kind of felt like I didn't want them to win, to be honest, because I was just like, the like chaos that will ensue, I mean the chaos that ensued either way, but like I definitely got caught up in it when I was watching it, and then towards the end, I kind of there was just like so many videos of so many people being so awful that I was like,, oh, I just it's like such a shame that this is like ruining the whole thing, yeah, um, but I remember like I was filming the day after we lost. And I think I had to be up at, like, five o'clock in the morning. So I'd, like, stayed up as late as I could. And then was just, Mm. like, this is kind of too painful. I'm just going to go to bed. And then the next day we were filming and it was just, like, (laughs) kind of the same thing of, like, when Donald Trump lost, where everyone was kind of like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, not too good. It's like the the mirror image of that, of, like, being, like, so depressed. And then people got over it kind of quickly. But, yeah, it did. And then also, like, all of the, like, racism that came out afterwards. And it just kind of felt like this is it's good that people are seeing what the reality i guess yeah yeah because if i mean if they'd won obviously it would have been amazing but i think it was kind of interesting that it uncovered like a lot and showed people like the dark underbelly of like what the fans can be like
0: Let's do some quick fire round things, Lolly. Um, We've done the emoji. Love that. Let's do the best and worst changes that you have seen
1: happen this year. Um, So I think the best is kind of like last year and this year, this one big year. Um, I think, yeah, like the kind of the big resignation and like everyone kind of taking a step back. Right. And I feel like for a long time, it was like all about like, the hustle and the grind and making sure that you are working all hours of the day and not nobody prioritizing like rest and having a nice time yeah. and enjoying yourself and enjoying every day and I feel like that has like become much more important for people this year it's mm. much more about like enjoying their time on this planet and trying to save the planet <laughs> that we mm. live on mm. that also feels like I don't know it's like it feels like we're working harder to try and save the planet and it also feels kind of futile and, like, we get told that nothing is going to change and also that we have to do everything right now. And I think people are sort of finally starting to take it seriously, which I think is probably a good change. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, basically, like, prioritising work less and prioritising happiness more. Mm. And the worst change, I think, is probably... I mean, I say it's the worst change... <laughs> Like, I was going to say TikTok, but then I love it. So I don't know <laughs> if I can really, like, justifiably say that. Um, but I guess just, like, in in the same way that we've kind of prioritised work less, I feel like everyone is just kind of, like, on their phones all the time. Yeah. Um, so we kind of need to displace that energy into a more um, positive place, maybe.
0: I keep seeing people walking dogs in my local park, just like that. Uh,
1: oh and you've gosh. got this little dog, like... <laughs>
0: yeah beside them and i'm like i'm over here fucking the dog's (laughs) on his one walk today man like it's one walk like throw him a fucking stick or something like yeah yeah but it's like it's like just you know when you start focusing on people on their phones when you're outside of the house Mm. it is like black mirror it's like
1: totally yeah oh
0: my god everyone is on their phone everyone yeah
1: and then you sound mad if you're like, get off your phones, guys. Yeah, like, I know. nobody wants nobody likes that guy. No.
0: Like I don't put pictures of my kids on Instagram and a lot of people I have people at times I have people saying, like, why what why aren't you putting your kids on Instagram? Um in my head I have this kind of I'm clinging on to this belief that when my kids are like like when my kid is 18 which will be in 10 years mm. there'll be some huge backlash and it will be like the thing to be off grid Totally. so like yeah, yeah. To- Like no no, like what's the word um digital imprint or uh, yes. or, or kind of identity at all
1: yeah. and it
0: would be like no social media it would be like nah I, I'm like and there'll there'll be there'll be some sort of zeitgeisty word for it
1: yeah yeah for I being th- off grid I totally think so yeah so or I don't want like, him.
0: Yeah, I don't want him to be like, "Mom, I'm fucking all over Instagram, and now I can't yeah, delete my yeah. digital footprint or whatever it is." Yeah,
1: because he's going to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so you're I, doing the right thing. I think you're yeah, proming him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: If you look, I mean, that's the other thing now. Cancel culture, that's really yeah, come yeah. into its own in 2021. Like, Yeah. Boris Johnson's been cancelled about five
1: times. Exactly. But he, yeah. just, he just keeps coming back. They're all thriving. All the people who've been cancelled are thriving. Well, maybe AK that's... Rowling maybe a little bit. Yeah. Still thriving. Yeah. Like, maybe that's
0: what's changed this year, is the realisation that cancel culture isn't fully cancelling.
1: Yeah, yeah. And about time people sort of realise that. I think, like, people who actually get cancelled... You don't hear about again. Like, if if they're actually fully cancelled, then, like, they're not going to be...
0: What about... Was Chrissy Teigen cancelled?
1: Chrissy Teigen, yeah. I think she's had quite quite a few cancellings. Cancellations. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Cancellations. That's it, isn't it? I think she she did... I think, like, she got exposed for, like, some horrible DMs. Right. Um, So I think that was, like, a warranted cancellation. Yeah. And that was interesting because Alison Roman was cancelled before... And then Alison yes, I think Roman. is like doing amazing work yeah. and I, th- yeah. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and then it, so it was just like such an interesting U-turn that it was then Chrissy Teigen who was exposed for, which I think is always the way, like I've seen that so many times with people, the people who are the most vocal. Yeah, about. who
0: preach their own virtuosity. Yeah,
1: yeah. totally. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't thought about the fact that they should have deleted their like offensive tweets.
0: Okay, so best and worst change. The change you would like to see in 2022, Lolly.
1: Um, death to COVID, Love no more that. COVID, mm-hmm. that'd be great. I think, like, more, like, while I like the kind of slowed down, reflective, like, period that we've had, like, kind of, when we go back to normal life, if that happens in 2022, like, it'd be cool to see, like, people embracing this new life. Because it felt like, over this these last two years we've been kind of afraid to step back into the normal world because it's felt so, like, unsteady. And hopefully 2022 will feel like the end, or like the beginning of the end in some way, so that we can be like, okay, no, we're doing this now. We're going back. We're all going to learn to, like, look each other in the eyes again, not be so afraid of, like, people's hands and touching our faces and just kind of, like, throw ourselves into it and embrace, like, all the stuff that we enjoyed before about, like, spontaneity and meeting people and things happening that aren't, like, a regimented, (laughs) government-mandated walk. (laughs) Um, But just, like, yeah, like, more, like, spontaneity and more surprises and more, like, less fear of the unknown, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Here's to that. I really hope that can happen. Um, Okay, biggest villain of 2021?
1: Um... I mean, I guess Boris Johnson, but that's like not 2021. That's just
0: he's such a pantomime villain. Like he's a perfect yeah, yeah. villain. Yeah, I mean, I think it can be
1: Boris. It's, it's it can it's... be Boris, but with the caveat of like I, I've always thought that. <laughs> yeah. But 2021, yeah. especially, I think it's actually yes. the last month has really yeah, kind yeah. of
0: added to the villain status. Of, totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. All the uh, pictures of him quaffing wine in Downing Street and yeah. Oh, cheese and wine. Um, okay, <laughs> biggest hero of twenty twenty
1: one. Maybe Francis Bourgeois. <laughs> Love but him. Who's Francis Bourgeois? For those who don't he's, know, he's um, he's a big fan of trains. Um, he oh, posts yeah. videos of him wearing a GoPro and watching trains go by, um, and he's just very pure <laughs> and like what we all need. I think twenty twenty one a kind of a
0: kind of charming innocence.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah
0: okay <laughs> amazing and image that will stay with you from this year
1: i think probably that like all of the pictures of the downing street parties yeah um, and all of the smiles of the people in the parties not realizing that they were um, being photographed and thinking that they were getting away with it and and all, like also not even thinking that they were getting away with it just like thinking that it's completely normal yeah And just, like, having no shame or guilt, like, apparent at all.
0: Mm. So the year is nearly over. New Year's Eve is looming. For me, Mm. it's precarious. I'm supposed to be doing two shows, one in Manchester, one in Bristol. I don't know if they're going to happen because nightclubs, theatres, any sort of entertainment venue is not having a good time right now. Mm. So hoping those will happen. If they don't, I'll probably do a live stream from my shed with tea, do some sort of DJ set. Great. What will you do and how do you feel about New Year's Eve in general? Are you into it?
1: Um, I am quite into it. I think also now that I've had COVID, I feel very invincible. Great. Feel yeah, like... The antibodies are a-flowing. Yeah. Through I, the like, veins. I'll, I'll go to a rave by myself if yeah. I have to. Um... You can come
0: with, come with me in the car to Manchester. Babe. We'll be in the yeah, car for great. eight and a half hours, but it'll be fun. Yeah,
1: really. love that. <laughs> I think normally I'm quite up for going out and doing something. Last year I did enjoy i didn't do anything we just sort of watched the who's nanny yeah. um but this year i'm kind of yeah i'm feeling invincible i can't pass it on to anyone it's like the one new year that i yeah. well, the first time like the last two years that i feel like not afraid <laughs> of like going yeah. out and potentially giving someone the disease so i think i'm just like whatever happens happens i'm kind of easy breezy this year
0: good well hopefully you'll be able to go out and Mm. dance even if it's on your own in the rave yeah yeah um (laughs) and yeah thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me Thank you so much to Lolly Adafope. That was such a fun convo. Really nice to be able to um, reflect on 2021 for a very special changes. And I hope you enjoyed it. Hit me up on Instagram and let me know what your thoughts are. As always, I love hearing from you. I'll be doing more writing as well. So go and subscribe to uh, the essays and the articles and the newsletter on my website, anniematmanus.com. And um, I can get stuff out to you from January. And also, Changes is coming back, of course. As soon as we can start, we will be starting. i um, really, really excited to bring you more episodes of Changes in 2022. And I'll tell you as soon as they're coming. All right, take care. Have a great New Year's. Loads of love. Till next year.